Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Tech Talk is underway in a spectacular weather Saturday here in November. It is Steve Thompson along with Doug Swin the Heart. And we want to get the number out there early on the program today. And that is 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226, and you can text. That'll come right into the studio, or you can call, and you'll visit with Carrie Klatt, our producer on the program today, and uh, she'll put you uh, in queue and get you on the air. Once again, uh, the number is 651-461-9226 to get in touch with the program uh whether by text or by phone. If you're having problems with your computer, hardware, software, whatever. Uh, Doug, I hope you've had a good week. Good to visit with you. Yeah, it's good to be back on air, Steve. Yeah, and uh, Doug, I know you stay very busy indeed. What uh, have you been seeing uh, out there? What problems have you been dealing with in your shop? Uh, You know, it's really been an interesting couple of weeks. Uh, there's been several people who have actually attempted to go to Windows 11 because they think that it's already released, and it's not. Uh, Microsoft isn't planning on releasing this into the public until mid to late next year. What they're downloading is beta copies, and if you're going to do that, that's fine, but you really want to make sure, first of all, you have to have a backup, get all your data taken care of before you move forward, and make absolutely certain that your hardware is capable of running Windows 11. That's probably been the biggest issue of, uh, of the nightmares. Um, other than that, people are just getting their computers ready for, for, for the holiday season and making sure their Internet's running and, and that sort of thing. So, But that's, um, I think that Microsoft should probably put a little bit bigger emphasis on the websites, especially where they download it as to this is beta. You know, you have to be a Windows Insider or sign up for the beta group or something. It just, it'll cause too many problems. Yeah, and I just don't know why people are willing to fool around with something as important as their computer, their desktop, their laptop, whatever, uh, on something like that that isn't necessarily uh, tried and true. We've talked about it a long time. There's just really no reason to be the first in line for things like this. I understand if you have another computer and you want to play with it or understand it or it's part of your work. But other than that, boy, it just seems like a really big gamble at this point, especially if you have a system that's running just fine. Oh, yeah. You want to make a decision as to, well, this is a production machine, and they call them production machines even if they're home computers. 
if this computer is being relied on to communicate with banking and to store pictures and all of your data, uh, and yes, you should have backups and copies galore. That said, if that's the one computer that you have, I would suggest run over to, to Tech Dump or jump online and pick up a refurb, some used computer for a couple hundred bucks and play with that one. Much, much, makes much more sense. And at the cost of computers today, it, really, that would be your answer, in my opinion. Just get another computer and play with it. And you can get the equipment that required, and it would be a great experience. I've always encouraged people to expand their knowledge and, and to expand their confidence when they're working with these things. But don't do it on a production machine. And once that production machine is set up and running, just... If it isn't broke, don't fix it, and we can't say that enough, Stevie. We just can't. Um, from our text line, let's get started there, Doug. Um, let's talk about ransomware. Someone asked about a specific type of ransomware. I don't think we're going to get into specific titles, but it has been around a while. And are you seeing it uh, from from your clients as much? Are, are we seeing individual ransomware attacks like we did once upon a time? Oh, no, nowhere near what we did. When they first hit, it, we were getting 20, 25 calls a week, and just so much we couldn't even begin to, to comprehend all of it. Uh, the big thing is is most of these companies that are malwarebytes.com, ESET, they're on top of it. But again, some of this ransomware, something has to be run on your computer in order for this encryption technique to take place. Chances are an email came in and the... They tapped on an executable file or a zip file. I don't think it's being carried in JPEGs. But these guys are very, very sophisticated, but we're not seeing anywhere near the volume of this that we were. That said, the people who are getting hit with this, it's much, much less, much more difficult to unwind. Uh, these are way beyond the, 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 the old ransomware, and those were tough enough, but nowhere near the volume that we used to. I think, too, that it's just a matter of time before the authorities start putting together all the IP addresses because they track every network packet on the Internet today. It's not going to be very long, and they'll have these people behind bars right where they belong. Yeah, it really is a disgusting thing, and we've seen the big-time ransomware attacks, Colonial Pipeline, others over the years, and I'm sure that there there will be more, but it, it all gets back to network security, and I and I want to bring this up here at the beginning of the show because from time to time, I will get an email, uh, whether it's on my work Gmail or it sneaks through on my personal Gmail account, or for that matter, my old Yahoo account, mm-hmm. and it looks really, really suspicious. And it's from someone that I may or may not recognize, and it always has an attachment, like an invoice, or yeah. your order has been processed. And what it's baiting you to do is to click on that attachment by all means avoid that at all costs if you're not sure don't do it that is extremely dangerous and they still sneak through i could not agree more and in fact this is a perfect argument to have a dual boot system because that particular attachment you can click on it in linux and you're not going to hurt it it's going to pop right open well that's not going to open Sometimes it'll actually open and you can see the nonsense up across the top or the bottom or wherever they decide to plant it. Uh, that's a perfect argument to have not only Windows but have Linux. Even if you got to boot Linux, 
on a USB drive to test it. And really, that's really the, the, the way to go. Um, what, we're, what I'm seeing more of is actually the, the pop-ups that come up into people's browsers, especially the, the seniors and the baby boomers I work with mostly, and it baits them to, oh, your computer's having trouble. Call this number. The new game in town is, well, yes, we did all that work and put all that free software on this person's computer for a mere $500. And how can we be? They called us. And it makes it more difficult to get your, your credit card company to either freeze the funds until it's solved or back it out entirely. That's the ones that we're, I'm seeing is, the, is actually even more devastating than, than the ransomware. Uh, and most of that can be avoided by simply saying, well, you know, I don't know, I'm going to check this out a little bit. Let me take a look. If you haven't been having problems and you get that call or you get that notice on screen, Microsoft will never send you a notice that way. HP won't send you a notice. Dell won't send you a notice. That's something we should all be suspicious of. If your computer's been running fine, ignore it. Restart your computer. Open up a different browser and go back to that site and see if it occurs again. If it does, start to clean your cache files in your browser. Could be one of the little files left in the cache. And if you're running Windows 10, run Provisor. That clears it all out as well. Worst case scenario, download uh, ADW Cleaner from Malwarebytes and run that. There's alternatives. We just got to be better users and smarter and less trusting. I, I, that's, uh, that's really the thing. It's like some stranger coming to your house. You wouldn't open up the door and say, come on in. And that's basically what we do when yeah. we start smacking on the, on the, on the attachments. Yeah, and like I say, it, it's these ones, and, they, and then they're very good at making them look recognizable. Oh. And and if it is legit, they'll, they'll get back to you. You know, it, it's just one of those where it stands out to me as, do I really know who this is and what it's in regards to? Uh, be very leery of emails with attachments and clicking on things because, like I say, they are very good at baiting you in to opening those uh quick break we're going to come back uh we've got a number of texts lined up and the number is 651-461-9226 651-461-9226 and you're welcome to call carrie is standing by same number 651-461-9226 tech talk is underway on this saturday here at news talk e3o Tech Talk with Doug underway on a Saturday. Text line, phone line, 651-461-9226. Once again, 651-461-9226. Doug, we have a lot of ads here on the radio by DuckDuckGo, and we do have a question on that. Um, Let's talk about that and and other browsers. Uh, A lot of people... You know, generally use Google as a search. Let's talk about all of this and sort it out for people. Uh, you know, Google is a search engine. There are other search engines out there. Um, browsers, talk talk about the various browsers you like. Oh, boy, big topic. Big, big topics. Uh, Google, one of the big things that made Google popular and continues to keep it at I think they're about 93% total searching on search engines worldwide. That's huge. 
But one of the biggest factors that made Google what it is, is Google kept track of each individual person's, how do I say this, requesting of searches. And it kind of narrowed it down to uh, using artificial intelligence to predict the type of language that you might be receiving, the nuances in the way we speak, the variables, and the topics that we search for. And it would accelerate the searching and be more focused delivering answers. That's really the big thing with Google. Now, with that comes the problem of, well, now they're keeping all this data on us. And that became a problem for Google, and it continues to be a problem for Google. DuckDuckGo is 100% private, and I think they're attempting to do something like the same thing without saving all of the data per user, and they give users much more freedom to set up how they want their search engines to, to operate. How much privacy can I have with this? DuckDuckGo is without question Google's biggest competitor, and they are growing by leaps and bounds. It would surprise me if by the end of this year, if DuckDuckGo doesn't have somewhere around 8 to 10% total increase. Their increases are enormous. Well, and, I really uh, now, like DuckDuckGo. Now, and, and Doug, those are search engines. That's correct. Google's a search engine, DuckDuckGo. Uh, there, there are others out there. And then there's browsers, and that's things along the lines of Google Chrome, or Firefox, or Microsoft Edge. They're they're two different things. Oh, people have been confused about this this TV for years. Well, I got Google open. Well, maybe you do and maybe you don't. You've got to explain to them what the browser is. And the Chrome browser actually is a, how do I say this, a child of Google Chromium. Chromium was the original, and that's usually what I put on the Linux side. And then, of course, the Brave browser, which I think is phenomenal which is also built on a Chrome core. Because Google Chrome is open source software, and people can legally take this and build upon it as long as they make sure in the first three pages of the user agreement that people are informed that this percentage came from Google. Uh, There's many browsers that are built on the Chrome core. Uh, I also have stumbled across a new browser, and it's for actually comes out of FreeBSD, and it's SRWare, S is in Sam, R is in Richard, W-A-R-E, and it's called Iron, I-R-O-N, and if you got 32 bits, 32, or Iron 64. This has got my attention big time. This thing is slick and fast, um, so I'm running Firefox and Brave, Chrome, Chromium, and now I've got SRWare Iron on there as well, and I'm really liking this Iron. Nonetheless... The Brave browser, with its built-in ad blocker built into the browser, I, that's still probably 70% of what I use during the day. When I set up a browser, I will actually determine which search engine I want to use. If I'm using Google Chrome or Chromium, I use Google for the search engine. If I'm using something different, Firefox, for example, and by the way, Brave is coming out with their own search engine. I think they're a little bit behind, but hopefully they catch up. If I'm using Firefox today, I will be using um, uh, DuckDuckGo on there. And I also put DuckDuckGo in the new Iron 64. You could put any amount of, of search engines in there that you wish to have. These are just like browsers. You really got to have multiple browsers 
and one should experience multiple search engines as well and take the time to learn about what kind of information you're leaving with that particular search engine and some of it is good, some of it's not so good. We must be aware, that's the big thing. But I'd recommend people check out that new one, SRWARE, S is in Sam, R, Randy, W-A-R-E, and just download, and they've got it for the Mac, Windows, and Linux. And that brings up the topic of any software you put on, I think should be cross-platform. If they've got, so you can run it on a Mac or a Linux or Windows, it's a much more sophisticated piece of work. And I like that the best. I really do. We don't know where these OSs are going to go. And, of course, web-based technology is really good, but that's going to put more importance, again, on the browser. This is a very, very intricate business and big, big topics. But you just can't go wrong with Brave. You just simply can't go wrong with with um, uh, SR64 and and Firefox and Chrome and Chromium. They're, all of them are dynamite. All right, very good. Uh, by the way, it is Tech Talk. Doug Swin, the heart in for the entire hour. Here's the number again if you want to call the studio, 651-461-9226. You can send a text, 651-461-9226. Real quick one before the weather break here at 230 and then uh, we'll get right back to the text line and open up the phone lines as well here on the program. Doug, have you noticed a problem uh, getting a hold of CPUs in, in chipsets? We've heard about this in other areas of manufacturing, uh, but w- w- what, have, what have you seen in, in your work? We know a huge impact on the automobile industry could have a huge impact, supply chains, et cetera on uh, equipment availability around the holidays. So uh, what are you seeing? You know, to be perfectly honest, I expected prices to raise considerably more than they have. And as far as inventory, people haven't had any problem buying computers. Video cards got short for, for a little while. Today you can get the video cards that you want, almost anyone that you want, but the price on the video cards has just skyrocketed. Now, I don't think that people have had stock, you know, inventory piled up to the wall with video cards, where with CPUs and some of the other things, they probably did. Uh, But I think that we should expect a higher price product line throughout the Christmas season this year. I'm surprised they haven't gone. They've gone up some, but nowhere near what I thought was going to happen. It's not as serious in my industry so far as I expected it to be much worse than it is. Knock on wood. I hope this maintains. All right, quick break. We'll have the weather, and we'll come back with more Tech Talk with Doug Swinhart. Once again, 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. I made the switch. I got rid of an old HP laser printer because I the, the consumables were just killing me on that old uh, laser printer I had in my home office. And... I, I bought another brand. I want to tell you about it. I'm very impressed. We'll get into that and much more with Doug, including uh, talking about uh, three-year-old Dell laptop and much, much more here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Tech Talk, Doug Swinhart is joining us, as always, Saturdays between 2 and 3 o'clock. If you're having computer problems, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call the program, 651 461 9226. You can send a text as well, 651 461 
888-729-9226. Quick follow-up on DuckDuckGo. We talked about uh, the difference between um, browsers and search engines and that sort of thing and having multiple browsers and, and getting used to multiple search engines. So pe- so many people are quick to just you know bring Google up and do their search and go from there, but there are other options. But uh, this has to do, Doug, with uh, an email filter provided by DuckDuckGo. If, are you familiar with that? What's that all about? That's really slick. Pro- that's a part of their product line. It, it just comes with DuckDuckGo. Most browsers will have you put in your email address, so it's kind of an identifier. Plus, you're going to be getting a lot of uh, sites that will offer you to get an email address, and it should be able to attach to your email address so you're not fumbling around doing a copy and a paste inside of a different browser or a or um, a local install program like Thunderbird or Outlook or something like that. This is really slick the way they're filtering that. They're filtering it actually before you even decide that you're going to go ahead and get some more extra information on here. This is probably, I think, the future of search engines. That's one thing that might take a while because DuckDuckGo has actually set some trends in this kind of area. I that We should have mentioned that before. That's one of the reasons that I've got DuckDuckGo on my Firefox is I do a lot of email out of there, and that will just take care of, oh, I I wouldn't even begin to venture the guess. And this kind of stuff where it's planted in a website is all over. Uh, In fact, now we've got uh, uh, a company called Allblock that is being advertised all over and, well, blocks the blocks that you would have gotten, but it injects stuff too. And I think there's more to this story than what's coming on. I'm going to reach out to these guys next week and see if I can get some more information on that. But DuckDuckGo, I think, was partly responsible for finding that, I think. It went through Imperva, and I know Imperva pushes DuckDuckGo as well. You can't say enough good things about DuckDuckGo. You really can't. I think that if you're going to see a search engine come to blossom and come to true fruility, it really should be DuckDuckGo. It's a great problem. Great search engine. Great search engine. All right. Let's go back to uh, the text line. By the way, the number is 651-461-9226. I have a three-year-old Dell desktop, and it says I don't have the needed hardware or software to support Windows 11. I keep my Windows updated. What's going on here? Yeah, that's uh, this is something that a lot of people seem to be getting quite upset about is right now today there are tens of thousands, possibly hundreds of thousands of computers that are brand new in the box, ready to sell, that will not run Windows 11. Now, thankfully, there's a bunch of workarounds, but anytime you got to start working around things to make it run with hardware, generally... It would be much better if it was just able to just do it. And I'm not certain why Microsoft has taken this approach. To me, it doesn't make any sense. If you've got an operating system and the way the equipment is today, especially something that's a three-year-old computer, this is the type of activity that I think consumers will rebel against and say, this is just wrong. And they're talking about, at this point, I think they put it out in the beta. I think they did this intentionally to see how people would react. We're not sure how this is going to come down with the final release of 11. 
But this is something that is probably one of the most controversial things about Windows 11 that there is throughout the whole OS. The rest of it doesn't look too bad. but And they're very vague about what hardware is going to be acceptable. It, you got to almost test your hardware combination to see if it's going to run. Mm. So it's, and you really can't install it as a clean install. You must update. And that's... You got this combination of things that just make it dangerous. It's it's too soon to be downloading and installing Windows 11, in my opinion. All right, very good. Let's go to the phones. Uh, John from New Hope is on the phone here on Tech Talk. John, hello. Hello. I have a problem with uh, saving files out of a photo editor. I have an old copy of uh, Adobe Photoshop 7, the last one that came on a disc. And whenever I go to save it, or if I try save as, the f- when I try to bring it up uh, again, or w- if I save it someplace, like into pictures or any place, uh, when I it gets there, it's unreadable. It says, uh, and sometimes uh, it happens out of paint also. And if I try to get load it back into paint, it says. A corrupted file or unknown bitmap file, and it's been saved as a JPEG. Yeah, yeah th- this is not a good thing. I I think you need to call me. I think you're actually missing some um some actual file format codecs, um and it won't take us long to get that repaired. It you should not be having that problem. One thing that might solve it, if you pull up a, a web browser and do a search either on Google or DuckDuckGo. Both of them will bring you this up. Just put in G-I-M-P, Graphics Image Manipulation Program, and you can download that for free. That might actually put in all of your um, the, the extra file formats. Sounds to me like you're missing bitmap and some other things where the default settings for those have been become corrupted. And, if, if, and you might like... Yeah, just go to G. Uh, uh, it's GIMP, G-I-M-P dot O-R-G. Or just put it in a search engine. But just make sure you get the, you probably got a 64-bit computer, so you, you'll you be running uh, GIMP 64. Uh, download it and install it, and you actually may really like that. That's that's a lovely editor, and it's open source. You can have it for free forever. You can install it on a Mac, Linux, Windows. Um, but when you install that, it's going to, Check to make sure that all of those file formats are there. Still probably even continue to, to run Adobe. But if you have trouble with that, give me a call. I can connect up to you and probably take care of this in a jip. And thank you so much for the call, and good luck. All right. Very good. Appreciate the call, John. Uh, thanks so much for checking in. By the way, we still have plenty of time to get in on the phone lines here on Tech Talk. 651 461 651-461-9226. That is good for a call or a text. If you call the studio, you'll visit with Carrie, and she'll put you through to us. And the text come right into the studio, and uh, we get those on the air quickly. Uh, let's go to Barbara from Granite Falls. Barbara, you're on the air with Doug. Yes, I have a question. Um, I've got a, a 2011 PC. And I noticed in my browser there's an icon on top that says Dark Reader. I don't know what that means. Oh, that's a service from uh, Google where you can change the background to a dark background. And it, it reverses oh. the black and white. It, it's, a, it's a lovely little deal. It's, I like the, back, the dark backgrounds, 
as I'm getting older, it just uh, seems to be easier on my eyes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, okay. Yeah. Feel free to. Yeah. Feel free to try that. That's off. We're, you're seeing a lot of software giving the option of uh, of the dark background, even Windows uh, or the light. Okay. It really you can line that baby right up. But I think if you use that, I think you'll like it. And thank you so much for the call, Barb, and have a nice weekend. Yeah. Thanks for the call. I on Twitter, especially the Twitter app on my phone. I, I've gone to that uh, dark background or that reverse out where, where the text is white and the background is dark, uh, and, and I've done that for months. I, I think it's much easier to read, uh, but once again, I'm trying to put off having readers uh, reading glasses as long as I can. So I, I yeah. find that oh, yeah. easier to read. So. Yeah. Oh, well, and you know, the thing is, as many of us, when we're sitting at a terminal at a desktop as well, we're in a dimly lit room to begin with because it just makes it easier to see. And if you're in a real dim light and you got that bright white background popping up on that browser, oh, it's almost shocking. I think we're going to see more and more of the darker backgrounds and the darker subsets. I, I like it. I Yeah, I like the real well. I, I just can't say enough about it, especially with the uh, baby boomer eyes. Yeah, and I uh, just wanted to do a quick update on a printer. I had an HP laser printer, and I've had that for a number of years. And it it isn't the quickest printer in the world, and the consumables got more and more expensive for this, an actual home laser printer. And I I decided to switch gears. I had used uh, one of these printers at work, and it was a brother and it's kind of an all-in-one. It, it, it's a bigger uh, machine, a heavier-duty machine, because I use it a fair amount for work-related things. Uh, my daughter uses it a fair amount for work and school, so uh, we do get a lot of use. This thing was so easy to install. Yeah. I literally brought it in, plugged it in, trained it up to the Wi-Fi in the house, which was literally, it found it, plug in the password for the Wi-Fi at home, and I was ready to go. It was incredible. I haven't used a lot of Brother printers over the years. I'm very impressed by this particular unit. So, you know, a lot of people think HP or Epson, but there are other options. And I've been, so far, very happy with this Brother equipment. And it goes to what you're saying. There's, There's a lot of good equipment out there. Oh, I don't know how many Brother printers I've set up. And once you get them set up, Run and run and run and run. Very, very understated in my opinion. It's another one of those uh, quiet little companies that just plug along and pump out the some of the best printers that you can find. And they're reasonably priced. Uh, Canon makes good printers as well. Sure. Yeah. But I, I, I think my top three, well, of course, HP, I will try to, I kind of got in a mental mindset that, well, you got to use HP. HP for years and years and years supported Linux, and Linux supported HP like a hand in a glove, and they still do. But Brother and Canon and Ricos and Epson, they're all jumping on that bandwagon too now. So it's much, much simpler to do cross-platforms. And I understand these companies the way they work because it's, you know, you got to go where the dollar is. you got to keep the, the, the wolves at bay from the door. And obviously in the U.S. still, uh, the majority of computer users, home users, are running Windows. So you're going to take care of those folks first when you're doing drivers and installs issues. But dollar for dollar, I think nobody could ever count out Brother. They are just a tremendous company to work with. Good support, too, Steve. Yeah, I, I, I was 
very impressed on how easy it was to get this printer up and running. And, and the consumables are affordable. And like I said, I really like that older laser printer. Um, it's, it's a tank for sure, been very durable. But it just got to the point where the, the, the consumables for the laser printer are the toner-based uh, ink, if you will, versus liquid ink. It just became cause prohibitive. Um, we're well, gonna... and then as, as time has gone on, see, production on, the, on, that, on those particular toner cartridges has gone down. So producing them, the price has gone up. Yeah. And then, of course, that gets passed on to us consumers. Yeah, and especially is, they, is there fewer printers in the marketplace and less yep. demand? Uh, you know, there's, there's no need to um, manufacture as many anymore. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. Morton Tech Talk with Doug. The number again, 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226 is our phone number here on News Talk, E3LWCCO. Just like that, final segment of Tech Talk with Doug Swindhart. It's gone very quickly today, and we've had a lot of great calls and texts on the program today. We will go to the text line momentarily, but let's bring in Bill from St. Paul. Bill, you're on the air with Doug. Hi, Doug. I'm trying to figure out a good, easy way to uh, convert ISO files to MP4. I want to keep good quality, of course. But I haven't found a real simple way to do it. Uh, well, the, the ISO is not actually an MP4 f- file format. I'm going to have you give me a call either later today or sometime next week, and we'll go through what exactly files you have. Uh, but an ISO file is a file that is strictly to create a bootable media. Um, now, if you got the uh, a different extension. Uh, but there are a lot of converters out there. And personally, if you've got VLC media put on your computer and it's a media file, you can convert it right within VLC. It's um, And that's VLC. Uh, v is in victory. L is in um, uh, lovebird. C is in Curtis. And the word media, all one word. And it's VLCmedia.org. And download it 32-bit, 64. Again, fully cross-platform. And that converts anything. That is just a great program. Every computer should have one have that installed. And I hope that helps. But if you have trouble with that, you give me a call. We'll connect up remotely, and we'll get you squared away. And we'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program today. That is one thing that has evolved pretty rapidly, and and that is uh, the the ability to watch various media files. Oh, this yeah. is something that's gotten figured out because um, the, the software that would play audio or video was, was glitchy and you'd have to reboot and some files wouldn't work together. That, that's been straightened out pretty well. I, I haven't run across too many video or uh, image files that, that don't play, whether it's on my Chromebook or my laptop at work or whatever. Uh, that, that's pretty seamless now. Well, you know, they were going through a transition because video is large. And by trying to compress these videos, they were coming up with new file formats. And I really have to say this. We don't talk too much about Xfinity Comcast. When it comes to video transport over the Internet, I believe that Comcast has probably done more to accelerate our Internet and take care of the woes than all the rest of them put together. Seriously. 
the amount of effort that they put into this, of course, they're a TV company as well, and with the amount of internet that they have across the country, it had to be done. But they stepped up to the plate. Now, that including with the use of codex. You used to have to have, okay, I'm going to have this media player, and this is the media I'm going to play, and download a codec for each file format so it would be coordinated. Well, VLC put them all into one. And so it just t- takes the codec as needed. Don't even have to tell it what kind of file it is. It just knows. Um, I love that feature. But between VLC Media and Comcast Xfinity, you are absolutely right. We gained light years in about five to ten years, if that. They just did a great job on that. And I was really happy to see that. I don't know how much time I spent downloading codecs, and it should never have come to that. But here again, the industry was evolving faster than people could keep up with it. Well, it's caught up now, and I'm glad to see that that happened. That's a great call. Thank you so much. Yeah, and, you know, things like Flash, you know, came and went, and Mm -hmm. it's just extraordinary how that uh, continues to change. But being able to play audio or video, and and I think it's it's progressed more than ever because – People working from home, working remotely, etc., relies so heavily on that audio and video. People needed to get their act together to make these conferencing uh, apps work correctly, and they've gotten better and better and better. Oh, no doubt. Oh, no doubt. Uh, Zoom and, and Google Meet and, of course, yep. uh, Microsoft Meeting now. Yeah, you, we're going to see more of this. I, I didn't think that it would ever happen, but it very well could come a day, Steve, in my lifetime yet where telephones and just pure voice will be a thing of the past. Everything will be video. And we can do that on our phones now already. So I think it's just a matter of time. Yeah, it is, it is extraordinary how quickly uh, things have changed. Google Meet's a wonderful program on how it mm-hmm. integrates with uh, your calendar and you can invite people and literally folks can click and get in. Now, now, I know sometimes you might need to reboot or uh, there, there may be difficulty at times getting your audio or video to work, but that's an individual basis. But on how you're able to bring fairly large groups of people together in an environment like Google Meet or Zoom is really extraordinary technology. All Indeed. Right, yeah, we, we've got to run. We're just about out of time on the program today, Doug. The hour has gone very quickly, and we appreciate all the folks who called and texted the program today. We'll be back again next week. Uh, Doug, how do people reach you, your phone number and email? Ah, thank you, Steve. 651-552-9543. And, of course, admin, A-D-M-I-N, at WCCOTech.com, W-C-C-O-T-E-C-H.com. 651-552-9543. And talk to you next week, Steve, and thank you. All right, very good, Doug. Take care. There he is, Doug Swinhart. It is Tech Talk here at News Talk, E3O-WCCO. We have all the news and all the weather coming up at 3 o'clock, and then we'll jump into a sports Saturday. There's a lot going on. Uh, state championship games in boys and girls soccer at U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, We had section finals in high school football last night all around the state of Minnesota. Plus, Gophers get beat by Illinois at home today. A lot going on in the Big Ten in the top 25. And then later, college football final with scores and game reports from all over the area here on CCO. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.